Three, two, one, go. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For greater good. This is episode 193. And tonight we are talking about with a very special episode, the Justice League. That's right, 2017's The Justice League. I know. Now for some more bad news. Yeah, Ready? <laughs> <laughs> I even knew he was going to do that, and I forgot. Um, oh my gosh! This uh, for those who um, who normally listening. Uh, this is our third attempt to start the podcast, and it has been a night. Of uh, comedy errors. Um, this has been great, folks. Oh my Love gosh! It. This is. Uh, I almost wish I'd kind of recorded, kept recording all of it, just so that you can hear, I'd have a blooper reel or something. I don't know. It's a good thing we don't do this live. Oh jeez. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew, my man, Jimison. Booyah! Oh, <laughs> that's actually Corny's middle name. Um, oh, sorry. No, well, he's not here tonight, so it's fine. Sam in Soviet Russia, land kills you. Vector. Sorry, I forgot your last name. Merry Christmas there, Sean. Oh, Happy thanks, Happy New Year. And Alan, who is joining us tonight, this is not his middle name, Woo! but joining us as a listener, Alan, as he has, and he's, of course, emailed in many times, and he participated last year, or I think it was about a year ago, on the, um, the not it's really. It's been a year? It's been a while, yeah. I think it's been about a year. Yeah. Whenever, um, whenever Man, Batman vs. Superman came out, maybe it was last summer, I can't remember. Um, I guess I can look back at the list and find out. But um, he um, participates in the, the um, I guess, the deal, the opportunity that we have to, uh, if you donate the $25 to Cheap Seat Reviews to our GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews that helps pay keep the lights Sean on. will pimp himself out. Well, we will all pimp ourselves out for the podcast. And, and here we are. So, Alan, race to the West Coast, Broadway. Hurry up, Slowpoke. No, okay. <laughs> and actually, I had to do some research. I actually was curious as to who would have won that race. And apparently, there's no definitive answer. Nope. Um, like, an, an issue, blah, 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 blah. Um, Superman can fly faster than him, but an issue, uh, he lets him, he uh, he lets the Flash win, and then in episode such and such, they, the Flash was actually like, actually, because you're the Man of Steel and the leader of the group, I've been holding back so that it wouldn't hurt your feelings, and then smokes him. So, uh, there's no I answer. Think, I think General Cannon is that the Flash is faster. Well, I think he's flat, flaster. He's faster he's running than Superman running. But remember, Superman can go so fast he can make the Earth spin backwards. Yeah, and go back in time. Yeah. So that's canon. That's canon. 
Uh, so <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so anything bad goes goes wrong, you just spin the earth and there's yeah, like like why doesn't he do that more often? I mean, is there a cool down on that? I don't know. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. Cool. So this is uh, Justice League. Uh, okay, here's your warning. Spoiler alert. I know the movie's been in a month, and I know that the new Star Wars... Star Wars? Man, I can't talk. Star Stewart. Wars movie is the new talk of the town, and we will do that movie right after Christmas. But tonight we're doing Justice League because that's what Alan wanted to do, and, and finally I watched it this past week. So it is what it is. So uh, that's what we're doing tonight, and I'm excited. And of course... As always, Andrew is here to tell us what is the Justice League. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newly found ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater enemy. His Wait, he was renewed by his selfless act? I don't think Superman did it on purpose, Right. Well, did he? I don't. I didn't think he meant to. I think it just kind of happened, right? I don't think it was like it wasn't like Dumbledore on the tower where he meant to, right? Spoiler. Well, yeah, the 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 tension in the scene is Lois seems to know that that is what his plan is to do because she's like, "Don't do it," you know. Uh, stay here with me, don't you know? I think that was what the movie tried to do. It was necessarily his intent to die, but who knows? Interesting. <laughs> Okay, well, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, and I don't remember talking about it in, the la- in our last uh, previous uh, uh, thing. So, let's do this. We'll do our, our normal, um, kind of, we'll, we'll all intro it as we do, um, uh, each other, and then we'll just go from there. I don't have notes, because again, this is still in the theater, so I can't, actually, I probably could have taken a laptop and taken notes, because I was the only person in the room, but I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't. Um, so, we'll just kind of go off the top of my head. Um, which is always great podcasting, by the way. Um, but I'll let Andrew kind of lead off as, as, as he is often to do uh, with his kind of intro for Justice League 2017, directed I mostly went, by Zack Snyder. Mostly. I went to the theater by myself, as I usually do, like an old man uh, who has been widowed uh, <laughs> with no friends. And uh, so basically, you're the man from up opening. No, was it opening night? No, it was a couple nights after. Anyway, everybody was still dressed as superheroes, and I had my extra large popcorn and bucket of cola. And uh, stand, I was standing in the hallway next to these small children like a creeper, (laughs) waiting for the doors to open. And I went in, I was really excited. And as people were coming out of the show before, I heard them saying terrible things. Yeah. And right then, I, I started to doubt that this movie was going to be good. And uh, some of what they said was true. Uh, this, I did not enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed Batman versus Superman. I feel like this one kind of catered to, uh, I don't know, maybe the Marvel-type audience a little bit more. <laughs> And that's interesting you say that. I'm going to remember that. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, in some aspects, not all the way, but uh, I, I don't know. I, it's This was forgettable to me, clearly, because I've forgotten a lot about 
the movie and what I've been trying to remember. In fairness, it was about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, So uh, overall, it, I mean, maybe we'll talk about it and I'll remember a few things that happened, but it just, I feel like there should have been, well, let me put it this way. I feel like Marvel did it the right way in setting up characters before we put them all together. Because I've, I don't know, I feel like I'm missing some, some of that. Okay. Yeah. I thought that it would be okay. I hoped that it would be okay. Yeah. And it wasn't terrible, but I think the way that Marvel did it, had DC done it this way, or done it that way, it may have helped. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, Sam. Oh, my turn. Okay. Uh, I also saw this a few weeks ago, so my memory needs to be jogged a bit. But um, I was one of the folks that uh, didn't like Batman versus Superman very much, but it was still a serviceable movie. The, the further away it gets in my my memory, um, the more I think I like it. This one, I actually, I'm the opposite of Andrew, and I think I like this one a little bit more than uh, the Batman versus Superman Um and I'm not sure why. I think I think it was the humor. Um, I think it was because we saw things we haven't seen before um, that I found very interesting. I enjoy um, seeing Wonder Woman. I, I have fallen in love with uh, Gal Gadot. And, uh, Gadot. And what's that? It's actually Gadot. She's actually pronounced it Gal Gadot. Well, if, if, if she was mine, it would be Gadot. If she, if she was yours? Yeah, if she was mine. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, it rubs makes... the lotion on its skin. Right? <laughs> Weird at all. <laughs> no, but um, I, I found, believe it or not, the story was more uh, coherent, even if it was kind of stupid. Um, I enjoyed the, uh, the big bad and his powers. Um, I thought each person was... You could see how they fight differently. Um, I, I, if there was any character that really stood out in this movie um, other than Godot, um, it would be uh, the, the Flash. And I, I enjoyed his character quite a bit. And uh, uh, the, the premise is a little messed up. I mean, who, who leaves around a, a very precious box um, and just leaves it kind of like in the backseat of their car with the, the windows down and the doors unlocked, you know, when somebody is out there looking for it and can destroy the world with it. That's why I don't smoke pot. Yeah. Um, and that's a little strange to me. Um, also, the you, you whole mean, idea that Superman, uh, spoiler alert, can come back to life so easily was, uh, was again, a little well, strange. They, but they, they used the Matrix, what was it called? The, um, the AllSpark and brought him the back. AllSpark. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. And, you know, I think people give these movies, including myself, when I first saw Batman versus Superman, I think we give it a too hard of a time to try to make it the next um, The Dark Knight. And um, these characters, these DC characters are different than Marvel. They, they are bigger. They are they've got more to them in terms of the powers that they wield. Um, even in this movie, you know, Superman is incredibly OP. He is, uh, you know, he could have done all this himself. He didn't need any help from anybody else. Yeah. He's down um, with OPP. Yeah. yeah. And you know, in this movie too, you could, Batman was just kind of, I don't want to say useless, but 
other than being smart, he and having lots of toys, he didn't do a whole lot in that movie. So um, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what uh, what Alan has to say, of course, and uh, see uh, and just ignore Sean while I wrap some presents. So, <laughs> I'll, what do you guys have to say? Go ahead, Alan. Okay, I also saw this opening night um, <clears throat> and went into went into the movie with some trepidation. Uh, had heard had read some reviews and and I need to just stay off the internet before I see a movie, but also um, read up on some of the production problems and all of the studio side garbage that came along with this film, and I did not expect it uh, to live up to my expectation. However, I did I did have a lot of fun watching it. I thought it was I thought it was a, a pretty fun movie. Um, it was a a terrible attempt at over course correction too quickly. Uh, it has some really great moments in it that I'm sure we'll discuss. Uh, but the the best analogy that I've heard that I've come up that I've come up with and talked with folks is seemed like it was a you had all the ingredients for a really good pizza and the oven didn't quite work correctly. Uh, all the all the all the pieces are there, all the ingredients are there for a really good uh, for a really good movie, even some good storytelling. Uh, but the oven the oven didn't quite cook it all the way. And, and if we get into some of the issues behind the scenes, I think uh, I think that would explain possibly even more as to as to what happened. Um, and Sam, you said something about the storylines. Uh, stupid. I just I I thought it was very generic. Um, kind of what they what uh, they they kind of there was a there was a master plan for two part movie that had uh, leading into something else, and they said no, we're just going to do this as a one off and, and see where we go from there. So it was what, I, what I think they did is they took the the Marvel approach to the villain, but he wasn't big enough for the Justice League. No. I felt yeah. I felt Superman could have taken care of this. Um, you know, you know, not Batman. I don't think he could have done this but this would have been a good superman film um but it didn't need the whole justice league to uh, to make it work and um that you know just like marvel has a villain problem that they, they, they brought that idea into this it just didn't feel big enough to uh, warrant all the heroes and then i think if we talk a little more about plans and studio interference and that sort of thing uh you'll see um, where those issues came up and why they rose the way they did. Uh, but I know I, I enjoyed it, although it was not what I thought it should have been. Okay, cool. Well, all right. So my turn. So if you lost, listen to the show when we did Batman vs Superman, uh, and listen to my brilliant rantings about how awful that film was. Um, uh, and if you haven't, you should go back and do so. Cause, uh, uh, Alan, I, I actually really enjoyed that episode, not because I got to rip on that movie, but because I thought it was actually a really good conversation that we all had. Um, and we, you know, and we all walked away from it, you know, still friends because it's just movies though. I can't say it's just movies because apparently like this new star Wars movie is like ruining people's lives apparently. So <laughs> anyway, have you seen it yet? I haven't. And I want to, and I'm probably going to actually tomorrow. Okay, uh, because good. the kids are in daycare. I, I want and, to talk to you about that. So yeah, the, you need to. Yeah, the kids are in daycare tomorrow. My wife and I have the day off. We'll be we'll be going. Well, she has to stay off. I absolutely donate again to be on that show. I always have. I want to talk about it too. <laughs> so, 
Maybe. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Alan is going to single-handedly fund us for the next year. Um, so anyway, so if you listen to the episode and you thought, oh, here goes Sean. He's ready to go off. You know what? You're not going to get that episode. I had fun with this. I did. Maybe it was the mood I was in. I had just gotten back from Chicago, so I was home, and I was happy to be home. And the kids in still were school, and Sarah, my wife, was in school. And I'm like, I'm going to go see the movie. And I went and saw it by myself. And which was weird because I usually don't do things by myself, but I had a good time with it. And I actually kind of enjoyed the movie. And to Andrew's point earlier that I mentioned when he said it was kind of a Marvel film, that's what I liked about it. Um, (laughs) um, Because I don't know these characters the way Andrew and Alan and I guess Corny does. And he he could tell us um, whenever he gets a chance to see the movie. He hasn't seen it yet either. But um. I, I don't know these characters a lot. Again, my, my one of my big issues in the DC realm that I mentioned in Wonder Woman that I was really confused about and Andrew had to kind of help me uh, walk me through is that I'm big into the Greek mythology. Like I, I, I read, I've read several books and, and I'm kind of into all that. I read books. I read a book or two. And, um, oh, this is where I would play just – do I have that clip? I don't know. Um, Stupid. Yeah, I don't even know if I have that clip on my phone or not. I probably don't. Um, Sean has had some technical issues. Oh, um, yeah. So my yeah, my desktop has completely died, and so literally the only thing that I have for the podcast is what's on my phone, which is something like you know, I have stuff like in the bud, yes. And uh, <laughs> of course, why wouldn't you have that on your phone? I have. Uh, <laughs> and the monkey flips the switch. Um, I have. Uh, the devil. And I also have Dick was being too hard. Anyway, <laughs> but what I don't have a stupid effing book. I don't have that. Anyway, so I, I had a really kind of hard time with the whole concept that um, Ares is the bad guy, and you have to kill him. Like you can't, you can't kill gods. That's not a thing. And uh, it was that, that whole thing was weird to me, but it's like okay, so I just kind of okay, that's that's this world, and I'm I'm just gonna have to deal with it. So so as I'm watching it again, I don't know the the characters, so forgive me. But as I'm watching this, and then we saw Amber Heard underwater, which was weird to me. I'm like, what the hell are you doing in this movie? Um, but shouldn't you be out like complaining about Johnny Depp or something? But um, so when she says something like, oh the 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 firstborn returns. Is he the son of Poseidon? No. Okay. Who is he? That is, so he. Okay. So he's not. He is the son of and please hang with me because I'm not as up on Aquaman lore, but he is the son of the queen of Atlantis and a human being. The oh, the queen of so I'm, I'm actually on his his IMDb page his wiki page. Um, or at least in the movie, that's the way that it was portrayed. The story, uh, he is born as Orin to Queen Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, sorry. And the mysterious wizard Atlan. Atlan, okay. So he's, okay. Didn't he, wasn't that a lion in a movie we've seen before? Aslan, yeah. Um, he was abandoned. Of course he was. Because that's what DC does, right? You're born and then you're abandoned, I guess. Uh, go to Earth and do stuff. Wasn't that most gods, though? 
in terms of Greek mythology? Yeah, but that well, pretty much Zeus had sex with everybody, and then then they kind of just went on their own. Well, yeah, but they at least stayed with their parent, their mother. They're they're human as a feral child. Okay, so he's not a he's not a demigod. That's my point. So he's not a demigod. He's just a strong dude. All right, that's fine. I'm cool with that. I just I was just curious. I just in the Justice League movie in that conversation, he tells her she's trying to defend uh, the mother who is the queen of Atlantis. And he says, well, she just left me on dad's doorstep and hasn't, you know, hasn't thought about me in a hundred years or whatever, however long it's been. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, so I, I assumed that it was just one of those sort of trysts between a, for lack of a better term, a God and, and a human. Right. Which uh, is the way demigods are born. And that's what, and that, so when that, and he says that line, I'm like, Oh, so he's a demigod. Okay. So we've got, Two demigods in the story arc here, because Diana is technically a demigod. She is the child of Zeus and what's her name? Um, lady, blonde lady. So, what? Alicia Silverstone. No, no, boy, that'd be nice. No, but whoever her mother is. Yeah, her. So, like, so she's kind of a demigod. Um, and she has demigod. Well, she doesn't have demigod powers. Demigods don't live forever like she does. Um, and, uh, but anyway, it's fine. So that part, but again, that's, that's my own issue. That's not DC's fault. That's what they chose to do. And that's fine. And my other issues that even I'm, I'm having to explain to my wife is like, because DC isn't real world. Like they don't use real cities. It's still confusing. Like Gotham and, in and Metropolis are next door neighbors, and there's an island in between them now. Apparently, uh, like I, I need a map. Give me a map. I like maps. I'm a visual dude. Um, it was there, uh, the the island that uh, when they when they shot Doomsday with the um, nuclear missile, right? The island that's landed on. It was there in the movie. I know it was there in the movie. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? what I'm, that's why I keep being confused. Is like, okay, okay. So again, there's these two ginormous cities that that weren't their own superhero that are next to each other that just seems unplausible but it's fine um it's, it's, it's their own universe they can do what they want again none of those things are my actual problems with the movie i i actually had a good time with the movie the movie is kind of avengers like not just because joss whedon came in and did some reshoots and stuff um but yeah you have your baddie right who can't really be killed by anyone. It needs the team, I guess, except Superman probably could rip him in half if he wanted to. Um, and then he got his, his army of, of uh, nondescript things that can just be killed and you don't care about, right? I mean, Batman shoots with him with guns and we're cool with that and that's fine. Um, and uh, so it's kind of similar in that, right? There's, there's portals, right? So there's a big portal in the sky that comes out and they come at them or something. So we're, that's again, it's kind of Avengers like also. Yeah, so portal, uh, ex machina. Yeah. A little portal Port- ex machina. That's fine. Um, and, and, and Sam, to your point, when you said Batman's kind of just there, he doesn't really, I mean, he, he's obviously the finance behind the thing, but also he, like some people want to compare him to Iron Man, he's actually kind of more like Director Fury, isn't he? Like, he's the one that gives the push, right? Don't you think? Like, he's the one that. But I don't see Director Fury being able to. No, well, fight like Batman. If yeah. Director Fury had his ge- his gear, he could. Director Fury's a badass. You saw him in um, Civil War. 
You know, he took yeah, out all those know. cops on the street. I, you know, he needed a he needed a minigun in the in his armrest of his Chevy. So, um, anyway, uh, probably doesn't work this well. I don't, he's not he's not Iron Man. Is my point. Um, they're just billionaires. Uh, but uh, anyway, but I I, I don't know. Wait wait wait. Does, does Batman build his own tech in in the comic? Yeah. No. Oh no. Well, sorry. A lot of it comes from. Wayne Enterprises and Lucius Fox. So like in the Dark Knight series? Yeah. Okay. He used to build it, and then they kind of, as, as Wayne Tech got more and more, he started kind of outsourcing it that way. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I know people complain, and I was one of them, that these movies, like the, 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 that they're dark films and devoid of humor. And... And people are like, see, Wonder Woman was great because it was funny. No, Wonder Woman was a good movie, I think, for a lot of other reasons. It other told than a good story. Yeah. And it, and it like, it, ch- it chose a formula, right? It, it did the thing that I think Marvel figured out a long time ago is you pick what kind of movie you're going to be and then you add in the superhero part, right? You know, yeah. Civil War is a spy flick. Um, Ga- Ga- Ant-Man of the Heist. Yeah, Guardians is a space opera. It's Star Wars, right? So, um, so you know, Wonder Woman, they said, we're just going to make a war movie. And then we're going to insert this woman who can do all these great things, right? And that's what they did. And, and then, we, and then the, there you go. So I, I, will, I would jump in there real quick and say that uh, as the first um, uh, female-driven or female-lead uh, superhero movie, and the fact that uh, they kind of stepped away from Zack Snyder on the most part for that movie had a lot to do with uh, how well it did. Yeah. Zack uh, Snyder has no problem with spectacle. He has all sorts of problems with story. Mm-hmm. He's kind of Michael Bay in that way. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just look back at the Transformers movies. I mean, I, none of us have seen the newest Transformer movie. Um, no. And and those movies are geared towards us because we were the ones buying the toys back in the day. Um, so, uh, so I mean, I, I I don't really know. Again, not being the DC guy that Andrew and and Alan are, I don't know where the hate for this movie was. I mean, it's it's parked on IMDb right now at a seven point two. I think that's very fair. I. I I, I would yeah. I would do an, any higher than that. I mean, we'll talk about that when we do our points. Sure. I I wouldn't mind watching it again. Oh yeah, I'd watch and it. That, when it that's when a good it, indication. Yeah. Like dollar to theater me, or or Redbox, whatever. Yeah, I mean, when Redbox yeah. is, I'll Redbox it with my wife, and we'll watch it and and have a good time with it. Now, honestly, I think what I think what bothers me about the movie and the reason that I didn't like it as good as I liked Batman versus Superman, which everybody else hated is because I kind of liked the dark atmosphere of that movie that everybody hated. And the reason that everybody wanted it to be more like Marvel was the reason I liked it. you know. And then when we got this one, I thought, well, we don't have that anymore. We don't have this kind of, I don't know. Well, we do. <laughs> and we it's do, called, it's called sense, The Punisher. But... And The Punisher is fantastic. And that is dark and hard. And all of those things. And so there is a place for it. And, and maybe I didn't make this point when we, when we did Batman vs. Superman. I don't think the movie failed because it was dark. 
tonally or even visually because it was also visually very dark. Because Batman, The Dark Knight is a dark film. It is a yeah. hard film. There is almost... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what... I think I can think of, what, three jokes in the entire movie? So let me get this straight. You're and they're in, pretty dark jokes. They're like dark humor. Well, they're, yeah, they're dark humor because, like, my favorite joke in the movie is when Lucius Fox says, so let me get this straight. Your employer, Bruce Wayne, you claim... He's a guy who goes around beating up bad guys with his bare fist to a pulp, and your plan is to blackmail him? Good luck. <laughs> They're, like, that's funny, and there's a veiled threat in there, right? So that's a dark joke. So and I don't think that it has to have comedy in your movie. I think the problem with the dark... My, one of my big problems with that movie is that there was so much happening that things didn't make sense. You're, you, you created, like, I think, Superman's like ultimate villain in the first movie... Um, and then the well, other issue say. that Sam and I both mentioned is there, you didn't world build very enough. We didn't stay in a scene long enough to care about anyone. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not the, the fact that it was just dark and I liked it because it was dark. Because I did enjoy the Flash, like Sam was talking about in this movie. Yeah. And, and the humor that was put into it. I, I did like that. And I did have fun watching it. But I guess maybe I was expecting it to be more like the first one. Sure in certain aspects. Do you think that most of his scenes were Joss Whedon directed? They felt like it. Because yeah. they seem so different they, than they most like of it. the yeah. movie. Is him kind of goofing and, 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 and whatever. Like that end credit scene, 100% Joss Whedon. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's just got Joss all over it. Um, and I also, and again, we haven't mentioned him yet. Cyborg? I freaking love Cyborg. He's one of my favorite characters in Teen Titans. I love the cartoon love Teen him. Titans. I love that he says booyah. I love that he said it in the movie because I laughed out loud and, and actually did a fist pump because that was funny, right? I just needed Beast Boy to come out and give him a high five. Um, <laughs> and and it kind of was weirding me out. His I thought the CGI on him was fine. It kind of reminded me a little Rogue One Leia-ish when you know his head would kind of float a couple of times. But I get <laughs> it. You have to... You, you you have to CGI him, right? You can't put him in a in a like a thing like two thousand five the thing. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, what is his? I mean, do, does his suit adapt? Is that what's going on with him? It's it's like uh, living AI. It um, it allows him to modify to whatever he needs to modify to in that particular in that particular instance. You see uh, the defense system when he feels threatened by Superman. Uh, but the, the key and the, what they used him well in the movie was his ability to connect to any infrastructure uh, and control it, manipulate it. You know, that's that's where he really played up. Um, that's why if you if you it's toward the end of the movie when he's working with his dad again, you see him take quote unquote his final form, so to speak, when the when he's learning to control it better. Mm-hmm. You see the, the the chest actually uh, solidify, yeah, yeah. You see it mold into the, the like the circle, the red circle emblem that uh, everybody was looking for the entire movie. But he still he was, he was still learning to uh, learning how to not only be the human part of him, but to control the machine part. And uh, he had the best arc in the movie as far as character, I thought. Yeah, I did too. And uh, but going back to an earlier point, I think this movie is a prime example of internet-driven. Uh, what I like to call ridiculousness. People have their minds made up before they see a movie. That's exactly uh, right. And it's, 
it, it, it blew my mind the negative the negativity two or three days before it came out, and you know I wait and see the movie and then do a and then do a review. Um, but right now it feels like if Zack Snyder's attached to anything, it's going to be garbage no matter how good the movie is. Um, that just seems to be the, the internet lingo for, for something like this. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think it was, I don't think it was, it wasn't as bad as, as some of the reviews I was reading. But again, like I said, there were some really great moments that could have been just a little bit more. Uh, so I mean, we'll see. I, I like where they set up where they're going to go if they continue. If that's even up in the air at the moment. Sure. Well, and and to your point about Zack Snyder, now, of course, he's going through a lot of personal stuff. I mean, there's a reason why Joss Whedon came in towards the end. It's because yeah. the death of his child and um, Zack Snyder. So I, I I think personally, if he decides to get back into the film business, it, it might be good for his own health, like his career, to step aside from this for a little bit and let, you know what I'm saying, let someone else do it because... You know, and I think that you need to do that. I mean, like the Marvel movies, there are only a few that are directed by the same people, right? So John Favreau did Iron Man one and two, and then Joss Whedon did Avengers one and two. But look at those movies back to back too. You could tell in the second one there was a loss of yeah energy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Avengers one and Iron Man one are both way better than them. And yep. I will admit, Cap 2 is better than Cap 3, which is the same mm-hmm. directors. Now, we haven't had yep. a third movie by the same guy yet. And the, and the brothers that did Cap 2 and 3 are doing an Infinity War. So we're on kind of uncharted territory with that. I don't know <laughs> what to think. The trailer makes it seem excited. Um, but, I mean, I think at this point, honestly, it could literally be two hours of Tony Stark eating shawarma and you slap a Marvel sticker on it, and I think people are going to go watch it. Yeah. Um, kind of with Star Wars, but <laughs> I saw... I, okay, I'm going to derail for just a second. I saw this today, and it was the funniest thing. Again, I haven't seen the new Star Wars movie yet. I've only seen people's reactions to the new Star Wars... Um, to the new Star Wars movie. So my brother-in-law posted this. Quote, to help J.J. plan the next film, here is the perfect formula. Yeah, I got to make this big because my eyes suck. Make it the same as the original trilogy, but also make it different. Don't change anything. Make sure to include surprises, but not surprises we don't want. In fact, avoid surprises. Don't rehash anything, but also don't try anything new because we won't like it. So make sure to do justice to the cast, but we we won't say how. Just make sure to get it right. I want it to be exactly the way I want it, but just a little bit different, but also the same. Make sure we know the backstory to all the characters, even the incidental ones, because we are all speculating, and you better be reading my mind. But leave it mysterious at the same time, and no CGI. Keep everything practical, but make sure to expand the universe like the prequels did, you know, using CGI. But don't do anything the prequels did, or The Force Awakens, or the original trilogy, but make it like those films. Give it some humor, too, but don't make it too funny. Show us some new force powers, but not the ones that we haven't already seen before because new powers are ridiculous. Don't kill anyone. It betrays my childhood. But also make it unpredictable by killing off a few characters. Clear? Good. 
Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved and that. That's, yeah, that's that sounds like Star Wars fans right there. Oh, yep. No kidding. I, I, so I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. I just I'm I just 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 reading. I know. I'm sorry. I'm derailing it from the Justice League here, but I just I, I kind of feel like that's way DC people, not just DC, but like comic book movie people are also. It's like mm-hmm. okay, we have two hours to encapsulate a thing that has gotten. I mean, how many Justice League comics are there? I mean, there's a cartoon. There's probably dozens of different versions, right, Alan? I mean, there's like, there's got to be. Yeah, you've got uh, you've got Justice League, you've got Young Justice, you've got Justice League of America. Um, you got the New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two, yeah. I mean, they're they're all over the place. Different uh, lineups, different. Uh, you know, I actually read a review that said that this movie was crap just because Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter wasn't involved. Yeah, uh, I saw something you know, about that like too, that. and to which my response was, "Who?" You know, you know what I'm saying like, yeah. you have to like, you have to be a huge fan to even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. Is that mean that there's a Martian? Do we have Martians now? We're saying that yeah. Martians are a thing. So, um, I'm no, not actually didn't. asking the question; it's a rhetorical, but. Oh. But my, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's also a reason why the Inhuman series has failed miserably because there's a talking dog. Like, there's a mutant dog in that show or something, and um, and no one watched it. Um, and now you're like, well, Sean, Guardians of the Galaxy has a talking raccoon in a tree. Yes, but they're in space, so like you've changed reality, and I think that's why it works, right? Maybe I don't know. Um. I also kind of liked how they, how Batman kept saying, so can you, can you actually talk to fish? Like, can you, can you, can you spread the word to your fish friends? Like, I kind of like that bit. So, yeah, I, I think that makes fun of Aquaman. I mean, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that for years, Aquaman got the shaft and got uh, made fun of terribly. And I think they, I liked how they poked fun at the character while still keeping him as a badass as he is. Right. Especially the um, when he sat on the Lasso of Truth, that scene was great. <laughs> That's yeah. pure Joss Whedon. Had to man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like Whedon all day long. Um, uh, I, I liked his... Um, I, I, Jason Momoa does a great job of playing the, the road, so to speak. Uh, you know, he kind of... Marches the beat of his own drum and then figures out that there's a bigger picture. I, I like that arc. I just wish they'd explored it just a little bit more. Well, they're going uh, to. He's getting his own movie next. Yeah. Are we sure? I thought I thought I was hearing rumors that they're basically canning. No, Justice no. League. No, the Aquaman's coming out December of next year, November of next year. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's coming out next. Yeah. It, it's the next one on the on the slate for DC. Yeah, and I, I think that these individual movies now that they're going to start working on these are, are going to help uh, at least explore the characters a little more. And, and I don't know, maybe when we come back together for a, a later justice league film, that we'll enjoy it more. Yeah. You'll care about them more. Yeah. That's why if you go back, like we spoke a little beforehand, if you go back and watch some of the um, promotional material for the movie. A lot of that stuff was not actually in the film. There's a, there's a great scene where the Flash, I think, is when he discovers what he can do. He's kind of pushing a finger through the glass, and it's going... You know, he's oh, that's the- right. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
I, I think there were some scenes that were that were shot to kind of give you kind of a, a wet your appetite for um, for the individual movies for each character, kind of show you, you know, this is kind of what happened. Um, but then you get to the biggest problem with this movie, and that's the Warner Brothers executives uh, coming in and saying, nope, we've got to chop it down to less than two hours. And, and, uh, and all the decisions that are made behind the scenes, and I think, really harmed the movie. Um, I think there were probably some really great appetite wedding character building moments for Flash and Cyborg. Uh, because for all intents and purposes, I mean, they've had the Man of Steel, that's the origin of Superman. Uh, Batman, everybody knows the origin story, and they've had the Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, so I think that there were some really good uh, sort of character building, appetite wedding uh, scenes. Uh, that were probably on the cutting room floor now because uh, they were in some of the promotion material. Well, do do you think, and and again, this is the Marvel guy asking the question, but do you think they should have done what Marvel did and given everyone their own movie first before they team up? Give us, give us. I the, think it it would have helped with the fan base. I think, you know, I think the reason that. Avengers did so well is because everybody had seen these individual films and cared about the characters. And so they were already invested and knew what they could do. Cause I don't, right. I don't know what the flash can do. And when in the trailer I saw cyborg fly, I'm like, wait, he can fly. He can Does talk. He not? Well, he doesn't in, in the, the cartoon. So, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. He doesn't in teen Titans. He has to build a jet. So well, and and Aquaman has some pretty amazing acrobatic skills um, in the air, right? And and so I think, and again, maybe not to again, they have to go the Marvel route. I'm not saying that they have to, but I mean, there's there. I mean, you guys have all said, well, not you all. Well, yeah, you all have said we wanted more of these the, these 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 characters. We wanted more Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman. Well, those are three that didn't get their own movie. Now they're going to, but we got to wait until twenty. Something, uh, 20, where is it? I just had it. Oh, uh, Aquaman is 2018. Shazam is 2019. Wonder Woman Shaz- 2. Yep. Uh, Wonder Woman 2 is 2019. Cyborg and Green Lantern is 2020. So we don't even get a Flash movie. We're going to get something called Flashpoint. That's, I don't, is that, is that a Flash movie? What is that? Yeah, it's a Flash movie. Flashpoint is a Flash movie. And it is, um, it is if they're going to, it would be the best way to quote unquote to solve reboot. And that's yeah. why they're that's why they're holding off on it, I think. Right. Um, because that, that movie deals with changing mm-hmm. timelines and, and stuff like that. So Yeah. There's actually, Sean, I don't know if it's still on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, one of them had the animated um, flashpoint that you should watch. Oh neat. Well, if you want to know more about it. And I know there's a lot of confused people because I'm one of them. And I know I've talked to other confused people as to the whole, okay, so you have the flash TV show, but it's not the same actor as the flash that's in the movie and all the flash backstory and story arc that the show has done has nothing to do with the movie. And so like people are invested in those shows. Like, I freaking loved Arrow for the first two seasons, and then I, I just kind of dropped off because I just ran out of time in my my life to watch it. But I loved Arrow, and I would have been super excited if Arrow could have been in this, but I know he couldn't. And again, I know that that's a greater problem than this movie. I know that's a 
that's a Warner Brothers DC huge kind of weird thing where they have some rights and they don't have some rights and, and whatever. Again, I'm not here to, to make that. They could, they could go the Marvel route and just buy out. Uh, yeah, they should just buy everything Fox. like freaking Disney just did. Bought Fox. That's unbelievable for, for $53 billion. <laughs> That's insane. And and to think, to think that and, – and I think at some point when the dust settles from that, we're going to figure out like why. Because like we found out about the Sony – Marvel thing because of the North Korea hack, right? So Mm -hmm. that all came about. And in those emails that were released, we found out that Marvel and Sony were kind of in the back door handshaking a Spider-Man thing. And then when it came public, the public was like, you have to do that now. It makes me wonder if Hugh Jackman was like, I'm not doing any more Logan movies. And then Kevin Feige comes over and says, hey, if if we buy you, would you come be in Avengers 4? Dude, if he's it. He he has mentioned he would come back as Wolverine. He would reprise Logan for an Avengers movie. For an Avengers movie, and the movie Logan wouldn't be affected by it because it's in the future. Yep. So you could still do that. You could still have several movies, or they could reboot it. I don't know. And all of a sudden, becomes uh, canon in the uh, Marvel universe. Right. Like there's always. <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting excited. Sorry, I know I'm on sidetracking again. Sorry, but um. <laughs> Anyway, what am I sorry? My point sorry, is, is that guys, Alan and, and David Kenny schools. Um, we uh, <laughs> we we're, we're Marvel folk over here, I think. Well, no, that, that's fine. And going going back to a uh, a point made earlier, would it have made more sense to do, you know, individual movies? I, I think yes, it would. And that was what was brilliant about Marvel's game plan, so to speak, was they released it just like they were releasing comic books. When you release, yeah. you release comic books. You get people invested in the individual stories so yeah. that the team up stories have more clout, so to yeah. speak. Um, and, and that works well. Um, but again, I think uh, there's a there's a there's there was an idea with Warner Brothers. They said we've got the three biggest name superheroes, that's going to sell movies no matter what. Paying attention. And Marvel came along and said, Okay, we've got we only have our B list characters right now. And we're going to write stories and do things to make you care about these characters. And they revolutionized the ability to sell a character in a movie. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think Warner Brothers was just saying, well, as long as Batman's in a movie, it's going to sell. Yeah. As long as Superman's in a movie, it's going to sell. And especially if we put them all three together, that's going to blow the roof off. It's a matter of the story. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that was when they did it. Well, and... And that, and you're, and you're right. And I, and I think you actually, you or Andrew made that a very same point when we did Batman v Superman. Is that we? I think the 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 thinking is, is that the execs at Warner Brothers are like, we have the biggest three, like you said. I mean, honestly, Wonder Woman being the the third of the Trinity on that totem pole is still probably more popular than. Uh, Maybe second only to like Spider-Man in the Marvel world because I think Spider-Man might be kind of top dog when it comes to maybe Hulk. I don't know. Maybe Wolverine. I don't know. But none of them are 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 as iconic as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. I mean, they're like the Holy Trinity. So I think they're thinking of is like you said. Well, gosh, all we gotta do is slap it on a plastic lunchbox and someone's gonna buy it. And I don't think they had a game plan. I don't think that no. they they didn't. Whoever the woman's over there running it, like I don't think that they got. Her involved soon enough. I can't remember her name. Like their version of Kevin Feige, to to say Judd Apatow. 
yeah, it's a female name, to to get um, them like like okay, we need a story plan and we need to do this. Like it just seems like every year they just oh we're gonna do the Rock wants to do a movie Shazam. Okay, fine. You know, like that. It just feels like they're constantly just making shit up. And that's and then we as the fans suffer, right? Because well, I, I want to get into these characters. Is I, I believe the executives are so afraid of the Green Lantern happening again, uh-huh. or some of these failures that they've seen with some of their other characters. Marvel, as of yet, hasn't had a dud in terms of a big movie well, and i think i think Warner brothers saw that and was like okay well maybe we avoid doing individual characters in case it doesn't work and let's throw all our eggs in this basket and and do a major justice league right. well, I, I, I agree with you on, uh, to a degree but where i where i'm going to disagree is um i think where dc is right now is where marvel was when like thomas james punisher came out and, mm-hmm. and like daredevil and that god awful Hulk movie with Eric Bana, uh-huh. and that uh, you know when they had Kevin Nash. Very true. I forgot. I forgot about those yeah, failures yeah, the, in itself. Marvel went through their growing pains too. Yeah, and, and and they you know then they then they figured it out. They said no, we need to make people care about. Again, they didn't have Spider Man. They didn't have the X Men. They said we need to make people figure out or make people uh, feel for Iron Man and feel for Black Widow. These characters that. You know, I, I didn't go. I didn't. I never bought an Iron Man comic. I never bought a Captain America comic. If it was Marvel, it was X Men or Spider Man. That was it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I, I honestly think that these individual movies are going to be really good. Um, you know, going like you just said, Ant Man. I could not have given two flips about Ant Man when I was growing. I didn't even know who Ant Man was, but that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, and that's a character that I love in the Marvel universe because I've seen the Ant-Man movie and, and they, I and totally it was, bought into it. And it's a good and cast so, and, and, yeah. you know, so yeah. And I know, and it's funny, Andrew, as soon as Sam said, and, and Marvel hasn't produced a dud, I could see the your wheels just spinning and I knew you were going to jump in with, well, hang in now, now. And I, and I think his point was since, since Iron Man. Um, yeah. And the argument can be made. Well, yeah, there have not been there have been some that have not been great, or even I mean, Avengers two is fine. It's not great or even really all that good. It's fine. Um, the, well, would you watch it again? Oh, it was like, on TBS last week. I watched it. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so, and that's the that's the trick. That's what Marvel wants you to do. Yeah. Is to sit there and enjoy a movie. Yeah. Well, now, for me, I would personally put. Justice League ahead of Avengers two. I would put Justice League ahead of, of Iron Man three. I, I would put uh, I would put Justice League ahead of there. There are several more because I don't really get into the, into uh, some of them. But I'm not saying they're not good movies. But I would rather watch Justice League than some of those others because this is where the selling point because it's Superman, because it's Batman, because it's Wonder Woman. Doesn't necessarily make them a, a doesn't necessarily make it a better movie. It's just a personal preference to want to see them. Uh, in 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 uh, over, like I said, I'd, I'd I'd much rather watch Justice League as it stands now than a big. Uh, I didn't I didn't care for that movie very much. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, I I I don't I, I wouldn't. Well, hmm, I'm trying to think because as you were talking, I was trying to think of movies in the MCU that I would I would rather watch this than those. 
And hey, I would rather watch Justice League than Cap One. I'd rather watch Justice League than. Uh, give me a second. I'll get there. Uh, probably even <laughs> Thor One or Thor Two. I didn't. You know. I mean, those were fine. Thor Three was really good, but it was ridiculous. Um, I mean, it was an eighties. No it was an eighties space opera. There's no spoilers. It was just a ridiculous. It is as ridiculous as Guardians of the Galaxy One. I mean, it's. You know what I'm saying it's like over the top funny. There's a lot of uh, '80s music in there. I mean, it's like where we're, Sam Sam got me to has, has forced me at gunpoint to read Ready Player One, and I am doing so and flipping loving every second of it. I can't wait to get back into it. And it's like the guy, the the, the guy or woman, I can't remember who directed Thor three. If it was a woman or not, I can't remember. But whoever directed Thor three, basically like reread Ready Player One and was like, oh yeah, eighties nostalgia. Now let's make a Thor movie. You know, so that's kind of what that movie feels like. I feel like they, and I haven't seen Ragnarok yet, but I feel like uh, just from watching the previews that they have done that to connect it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, they is because that's. Because they're the ones that find him, yeah. The, the guardians find him, um, and and you're probably right with that. I mean, freaking again, this is no spoilers, but Jeff Goldblum is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> is he Jeff Goldblum in it? He's Jeff Goldblum plus. Like, yeah. he still does his his little mannerisms where he, he talks kind of weird and he he does a thing and and like he has like this like he literally has a thing he calls it the death stick or something. And like some some person you don't know who they are, they did a thing and he kills him with the death stick, right? And so then like Thor like interrupts him. He's like, please don't interrupt me. And then his henchman like hands him the death stick. He goes, whoa, whoa, he just he just interrupted me. I don't that doesn't deserve the death stick. He just he just interrupted me. It's fine. Just put the put the death <laughs> stick away. Or like, like there's all that kind of stuff. So anyway, my point is, is that I'm kind of with you there, though, Alan. I mean, and I and I get that that there are going to be, I mean, MCU's what 14 movies now or something. So it's it stands to reason that some are not going to be as good as the other. But I can also rattle off eight that I would rather watch than Justice League, um, just for their I, just for I their at the dichotomy between the hate when you know there's it seems like like you said earlier, Marvel can. And slap Marvel on on two hours of I don't remember the exact analogy you made, and it will sell. <laughs> yeah, and was, while a movie like Justice League, which was actually pretty decent in a good time, is is crapped on all day long. And wish we could get into some of the highlights. I feel like we've been well, Debbie Downers the well, whole time. Well, hang in there. I, I well, I don't know if we actually have been Debbie Downers. I think we've been kind of poo pooing Warner Brothers more than the movie, yeah. um, because I think they've screwed the pooch and they've and they've screwed the fan. Is what it is. They're they're like what Sam says. They're freaking out about their bottom line and getting their ass handed to them by Marvel, which they have been doing since two thousand eight. Um, that has made them do this knee jerk reaction with this movie. I think this movie is three years too soon. I still I, we we should have had a Flash movie. Why is his dad in jail? I want to know that story. How did he make his suit? That I mean, I know he's a genius. I get that, but it's just in a. Oh, that's a thing that makes a thing that makes you go really fast. Like Batman just says what it is. Like, great. How did he make it? Like, show me that. I kind of want to see that stuff, you know? And, and I, I kind of, again, we're going to get that three years from now. So I guess, I don't know. Um, but anyway, my, 
What was I going to say? I was because you said we need to do some good stuff. I mean, uh, people, you said people. I liked were, every part of the flash. Well, I, I do want to say visuals. Well, hang in there before, before we get there. What the hell has just happened? IMDb is freaking out. Um, your your sound that's coming through is very. Is it bad? Yeah, a little bit. I huh. don't know if it's coming through the recording, but it's sounding. Uh, well, it can't come through the recording. I'm straight into the hard drive for me, but. Um, yeah. um, I don't know. Internet's been weird recently. Um, so it was a three hundred million dollar budget. It it made a gross worldwide of almost well, over six hundred million dollars, right? So, I mean. It's not. It's it's obviously not a terrible movie, and I think, Alan, to your point, that the people that are, the quote unquote the hate is probably the fanboys, and probably in the in the in the in your purview of what you're hearing and seeing, because most of my exposure to this prior to tonight and yeah and last week or the, the other day when I watched it was what Sam and Andrew told me, and and Andrew said I liked. BBS verse better than this, which didn't really tell me anything because he liked that movie a lot. And Sam said he liked this better than BBS, which again didn't tell me anything because I know he didn't like that movie at all. So I'm not hearing the hate like you are. So to me, it was just, it was just another movie. It was just another, it's just another DC movie where it was like, eh. So, but the, but I think I think for the most part, for the last hour that we've been talking, we've all kind of said, I mean, again. J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. I want a full hour, two hour movie with him and Batman, back and forth. I freaking love J.K. Simmons, and I'm actually a little sad he's in this role because they asked him to come back and do a role as J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man Two sequel, and he was like, "I'm kind of stuck as Commissioner Gordon now," and uh, which is mm-hmm. which is sad because I love Gary Oldman. He was perfect in that role. He was so good in that role. And so, and I don't mean I don't mean to hate like within the, like the four of us thinking. I mean I don't. Really I know, yeah, I know what you mean. You you mean like kind of the general public overall. Um, but but you just made another interesting point, and I think that was maybe DC's plan. You just said I want to know why I want to know why uh, his father's in jail. I want to know how he made his suit. So these are the things I think they want to plant so that when the Flash movie comes out. Um, you know, that, that's what they, they hope. They hope that drives you to the theater. Now, whether that's the right game plan or not, it happened to work here. It didn't work with some of the other things that happened in the U.S. and that kind of thing. Um, well, you're you're also you're getting, you're asking your fan base to do a lot. I mean, that's you're talking about three years, right? You're you're talking about three years from now getting a payoff for an Easter egg that was a one sentence in this movie. Uh, think of I, comic book fans, dude. I I, under, I understand that, that but but comic book fans are not your only target, right? Your your, your target oh, yeah, are they, also they can't make money, right? Your target is not Andrew and Alan. Your target is you and me, Sam, right? Yeah, because I didn't grow up on these these heroes, right? So you know Andrew and Alan are going to go buy a ticket. It's how do you get you and I to go, right? And then so how do you get you and I to go watch the Flash? Is it by putting a one-liner Easter egg in your movie? To me, I tell you though, you know, watching this movie made me want to go see Flash, and it makes me want to see it too. I, but so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I wouldn't want to. I don't think I'd want to see a uh, a Batman from this no, Batman. No, we don't need to see that. He's been doing it for twenty years. They've said that in this in his film. He's been 
like we've already established that this bat. I don't need to see Mom and Pa uh, Gotham die again. I forgot his name. Um, yeah. Wayne die again. I don't need to see that. Just like in Spider Man Homecoming, we didn't need to see Uncle Ben die again and tell him with great power comes great responsibility. We didn't need to yeah. see that. Which is why it was a no, it was a one liner. How'd you get your powers? Got bit by a spider. Is the spider still alive? No, it's dead. Okay. Move on. <laughs> and then the friend goes on this ridiculous thing of, can you summon an army of spiders? Can you, can you do this? Can you do that? Right? And it was hilarious. So, yeah. And that was a John Hughes movie. So, anyway. Um, I will say this. Jeremy Irons is wonderful. And once again, he has hit this, his thing with Alfred with the one-liners, right? Uh-huh. Like... <laughs> She's like, he goes, did you find Cyborg? And she's like, yeah, we have a date. At least somebody in this cave's got a date. Derp, derp, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I love it. I freaking love Jeremy Irons. It's this, this smarmy kind of asshole. And like he, like when he's driving the, the, the spider tank thing and Cyborg goes, I got control. He goes, wait, who, who are you? And he's like, I got this. You're, you're fine, Alfred. I liked him. Um... I can't get. I love. I, see, and my problem is, I like the Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I, Michael Caine. Yeah. Uh, Alfred. I just something about Michael Caine that um, <laughs> it's not just because I like to say Michael Caine. Well, yeah, I mean, and he's great, and he is, but he's more of like a like a grandfather figure and a and a, and a wise mentor. But see, that's how I see Alfred. But the problem is, is that you don't have a Lucius Fox in this world to be the brains behind that, you know? Yeah. So, like I can see Jeremy Irons using a settling torch and a, and a soldering kit and making shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I can't see Alfred. Like there's a scene where Alfred has to like do some tech techno babble and it didn't work in the, in, it was, I think it was the third movie, but um, I think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you don't have, Whereas when Lucius Fox is talking about sonar like a submarine, like I totally get it for whatever reason. It's like, oh yeah, he's red. He's the guy that gets you cigarettes in prison. Like he's 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 tech savvy. I'm with you. That makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, Syrian, no, yeah, Syrian Hines as Steppenwolf, which I never knew was a bad guy. I just thought it was a band. Um, I thought it was a band too. Yeah, did the band get it from the guy? <laughs> Anyone know Who that? Is Steppenwolf? Yeah, Comic book guy. Um, okay, from the comic book, Steppenwolf is help me out, Andrew. It's the, the main. It's DC's version of Thanos. His name is Darkseid. It's his uncle or nephew. I'm not sure which. No, nephew. He's the uncle. Uh, he is Darkseid's nephew. Yeah. No, the uncle of supervillain Darkseid. Have we seen Darkseid yet? Or they- Steppenwolf is the according uncle to. to- Steppenwolf is a fictional supervillain appearing in the American comic book published by DC Comics. The character was created by Jack Kirby. He made his first appearance in New Gods, number 7, 1972. Steppenwolf, which is German for Wolf of the Step, okay, <laughs> is one of the New Gods, the uncle of supervillain Darkseid, and a member okay. of the Darkseid's elite. Yeah. yeah, we want to keep the, the Wolf of the Step in the a very big uh, step as in S T E P P E, not just like yes, he lives on the step. That's what I said. <laughs> that's, where, that's where he lives. <laughs> he go, sleeps on the step. Go to the steps. That's where you stay. That's right on the front steps. Go, go screw yourself. Yes, <laughs> and, that, and that goes to what I was talking about earlier. The, the there was a 
to oppose it again. And I use quotations so nobody can see me, but it was a supposed leaked script where the final scene was Superman coming back to fight kind of like this. And they drove Steppenwolf off uh, using one of the boom tubes, the, the portals. And Darkseid was supposed to be coming through to set up Justice League 2. This is my boomstick. Uh, Sorry. That was where they were going to set that up. Uh, and they decided instead of, instead of going Justice League Part 1, Part 2, they just decided to go Justice League, let Steppenwolf stand alone. And if it worked, they would introduce Darkseid later. Um, but there, there, is the, there is the scene where uh, Steppenwolf is commanding the parademons to go out. He does say, uh, for the mother, and then he says, for Darkseid. Um, so they, they are laying some groundwork again. It's rushed, and that all the all the Warner Brothers problem. Uh, but I mean, there there's a lot of ingredients here that can be great, and uh, even I think he even makes reference to the new gods in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. He says he's going to be one of them once he conquers Earth. You know, all, all those little things. So I mean, they're there. Uh, again, all the ingredients are there. The oven just doesn't. For 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 the record, Steppenwolf the band started in 1968. So, um, and I don't know why I just thought about this, but to Sam's point about leaving the boxes of power just kind of over there in the back of your car. I mean, in fairness, the Tesseract was in a church somewhere in Germany. So I mean, it's not like you know, sure, it's like, sure. you know, it's not like he had no clue the the, the power of it. Like the, no. the the ether was hidden under a rock that Odin's father hid in another dimension that they didn't know that Madly Portman could just you know teleport there and. Well, sometimes we like to have things in our churches that the wolves can play with on the steps. Um, <laughs> but I do have to say this, and this is again, I don't know if this is a Zack Snyder or a Joss Whedon, but did you guys notice that Steppenwolf goes out like the. Dr. Uh, Smith spider guy from Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's all I could think of. They feed off your Yeah. They eat their yeah. wounded. Ah. When, you, when you say that leave the boxes laying around, are you talking about when he gets the last one after Superman's resurrected? What is Sam showing us? Uh, North Carolina got beat by Wofford. Oh, look at that. Um, but um, is that what you're talking about? That particular scene when he gets the last one, where he's just kind of laying on top of the car. Yeah, they were out, but I think they were out fighting Superman, weren't they? That's that was how I took. They were so um, focused on making sure Superman didn't kill them all that they kind of lost track of it for a second. Which is how about like, the moment yeah. Superman sees the Flash as he's flying oh, yeah. by? That was a cool that scene. Was, oh, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because Ezra Miller's face going from confident, I'm going to stop this, to oh crap, he can see me, to oh crap, he's getting ready to attack me. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Ezra Miller played that perfectly. Yeah, no, yeah. it was it was good. I mean, Ezra Miller did almost everything right. I I loved what he did, and um, yeah. it was uh, have a somewhat clumsy flash mm-hmm. was was great. Yeah, I love that. You know, it so, so often in, in what I conceive as DC movies. The uh, heroes have no, uh, not fallacies. What would you call it? Faults, um, weaknesses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's nice to see a human side of one of these guys. When he uh, when he tackles any woman from the falling debris, laying on top of it for a second, and, and <laughs> flashes out and embarrassed. And here's the thing, and again, you can roll your eyes, but he. 
he played it, and again, they they were filming almost the exact same time. Is that this rem- his character reminded me a lot of the new Spider Man kid, where mm-hmm. he's still figuring things out. He's still kind of clumsy and awkward, Spider Man. You know, like he goes up the Washington Monument. He's like, "Wow, this is the tallest I've ever been." Like, you live in New York, right? But he never goes to Manhattan. He's he's kind of off in Brooklyn most of the time. He's in the the suburbs. You know, he's swinging from telephone poles and two story houses. So there's a lot of that kind of those kind of moments. And and if he would have had a moment like that where he, you know, would have fallen on Wonder Woman and like, oh, sorry, you know, like there's there's you know there's a moment like that. There's another funny moment like that in a completely different movie, the Get Smart movie, where, um, what's his name, uh, Max Smart falls on Anne Hathaway and his hand lands on her boob and he just kind of holds it there and she's like, come on, Max. He's like, oh yeah, right, still fighting, sorry. So anyway, just, I actually really like that movie a lot. It's ridiculous. Uh, I thought, uh, I thought, but I thought there were some really great character moments too, especially for Ben Affleck's character. The um, the pep talk for Flash, just save one, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Him there. yeah that, that, that's good. Um, the Superman was more human than I've ever been. I, I really enjoyed that scene. Uh, oh yeah, you know, he, he fell in love. He held down a job. He was more human than I ever was. Yeah, I mean, and Batman has a lot of redemption in the movie. Yeah. For what he perceives is his fault, which we all know is not, but you know, heroes do that. They they put things on themselves for whatever the reason that they feel like they have to. Um but no, you're not wrong. That he Ben Affleck, I like Ben Affleck as Batman, and I'm sad he's not directing his standalone Batman, and I'm hearing rumors he doesn't even want to do it anymore. Well, I kinda like him as it. I I just I don't though i don't oh. like him as batman he's too i don't know too uh, st- stubby. stubby i don't know i think he's been the best on-screen batman we've ever seen he's one of yeah i would put him right up there with with um friggin' shit uh, colin keaton. farrell no not michael keaton the guy we just had colin farrell yeah what is this no, christian name? christian uh, bale no. In in the in Batman Begins, I like him better in Batman Begins, and I like Dark Dark Knight is a better film. I like his version of Batman in Batman Begins better because he's not using that weird voice all the time, and I think yeah. it's way better in this movie that they just use a voice modulator because he's freaking Batman. Of course, he would have a voice modulator, so he doesn't have to talk like this all the time. You know, like all my head with previous Batman um, is the. Physicality that is supposed to come with being Batman, I haven't believed until I saw Ben Affleck with his with the suit looking correct. It's not a it's not a, a piece of tactical armor, so to speak, like it was in the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, it's more the suit from the comic, um, and he looks being whatever he is six five two sixty whatever he is. He looks the part. He looks like he can he can bring the physicality that we haven't seen. I didn't believe it much with Michael Keaton as a master. You know, hand-to-hand uh, combatant, and I didn't much believe it with uh, Christian Bale. There were some suit though in it. What was that? He, he couldn't move in a suit. Yeah, I mean that thing was vulcanized rubber. I mean he couldn't he couldn't barely lift his arms over his head to catch a football, let alone fight. Um, but that was also in a time where it was bad guys were one punch and gone. And gone, you know, like everyone yeah. in the '80s was one punch man. Um, and for the record, uh, 
uh, Ben Affleck is 6'3", so he would definitely be the tallest of the Batman, because uh, Christian Bale is like 5'10". Um, and you're right, and Ben Affleck, was he's more ripped. I mean, he is a ripped dude. Um, at his age, he's also the oldest person to play Batman, which is interesting. Yeah, um, I like that. I, uh, you know, the, they're playing the character as an older Batman, which I, I appreciate. Like you said, we've seen the beginnings of Batman a thousand right. times. We don't need to see that again. Yeah, I'm good with this, old man Batman. This is interesting. And I'm good if in a, in a few more years they do a, a Nightwing or a Robin. Well, not, they're not going to do a Robin because they've already kind of I want to see a Nightwing. That they've already killed him, I think. But Nightwing's in pre-production right now, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Is it really? I, I had the DCEU they do it well. list. Yeah. Hold up here. I'll pull it up. Um but anyway, I was looking to see if uh, if he was going to be in the new Batman. He is right now, as of as of today. Excuse me. He is still uh, still uh, pre production the Batman as Bruce Wayne, and then Justice League Part Two. He might be under contract. He might not have a choice. Yeah, he um, got uh, one or two movies left, and they were talking about if they were if Matt Reeves wants. I think Jake Gyllenhaal. Directing the Batman, mm-hmm. I read somewhere he wants Jake Gyllenhaal. So Ben Affleck would be in Flashpoint and Justice League Two without his contract. Well, the huh. only people they have cast in that movie is Bruce Joe Mang Mang uh, Liano, whatever his name is, as Slade, and uh, Commissioner Gordon, and of course Alfred. So those are the only ones they've got cast. Uh, plot is unknown, but that's 2019. So I mean, they got to get their shit together because it's a couple of years. So whoever's doing it needs to do it. I like Ben Affleck. I do, personally. I just think he's good in that role. Um, I don't know, he's more subtle than screaming Christian Bale. Um, and he's not likely to go yell at the director either. So I, I did want to ask, especially you and Sam, as someone who, uh, or as you guys that really didn't like the Superman direction, you think they got it more correct here in this movie. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. way less whiny. He, he's, he's way less teen angst. He's just the freaking American. Well, he's the, the hero. I mean, he's, he's, he's so OP in this movie when he comes in and seven wolves like, ah, oh, the Kryptonian. He's like, I mean, it was as if when Hulk picked up Loki and banged him around like a rag doll. I mean, that's kind of what happened. And and I laughed. I was cheering when that moment happened. When Superman showed up, I mean, it was like in Avengers when when the Hulk shows up towards towards not the end of the fight, but I was like, not quite middle, not quite beginning, but whatever. When he's like, tell him to suit up. I mean, that's kind of what happened, right? Like Superman shows up and here I come to save the day, kind of a thing. So anyway, justice line. So he, I, I thought he was great in this movie. It's probably my favorite version of him so far, honestly. Um, because he's not brooding. I mean, even when he was pissed, because when he woke up, he was, I mean, he just got re whatever. And he was mad and he was like, can't you let me just be dead? And and he was like, no, the world needs you. And I'm, I'm willing to take your place. You know, again, I mean, Batman is like the ultimate hero in this movie. Like, I mean, he really is. Um, and I thought that they did well by his character at that, that point. Uh, anyway, we're an hour and a half, not an hour and a half, we're an hour 15 into it. You want to do, do some, I don't have clips, obviously, because it was, you know, theater, so, um, and I guess I could play moments from the, from the, from the trailers, but most of that's not in the movie, so, um. <laughs> I'll act it out for you. 
Oh, okay. Uh, no. So I got some <laughs> trivia. Um, so I'm going to do this, and then this can lead to more conversation, which is fine. Uh, so I'm going to play this now for the second time. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Okay. Uh, I, I got a lot of trivia, actually, because there was actually a lot to get, and there was a lot of interesting things, such as extensive reshoots in London and L.A. in the mid-2017 added a cost of another $25 million to the budget. Henry Cavill worked on reshoots, and he is working on the new MI6 Mission Impossible movie, which is coming out next year. He had to sport a mustache for his role in the, later, in the latter project. However, Paramount refused to let the actor shave it off for the time he was playing Superman, so they had to digitally remove his facial hair in post-production. Could you imagine seeing him, like if there was a production still of him with his mustache in this Superman costume? That would have been hysterical. I would have loved to <laughs> well, see that. There were times you could look at his lip and see it. Yeah. That was what I was going to ask you. It was a little... I yeah, didn't. Wonky. I didn't notice it, but, but I wasn't looking for it either. I mean, not not see the the mustache, but see where they had tried to yeah fix it. Holt McCallany, Mc McCallany, whatever, who plays the burglar in the first scene with Batman, said the scene was written and shot by Joss Whedon as comedic, but Warner Brothers preferred to open the film with a more serious tone, and the scene was re-edited. When McCallany returned home to New York, he found a bottle of his favorite champagne at his door and a note from Whedon that said, quote, to battles lost, gratefully, Joss. McCallany appreciated Whedon's gesture and had the letter framed. Okay. Hmm. So, so even Joss comes in and tried to add some brevity to it, and even Warner Brothers was like, no, nah, you, you need to darken it up a little bit. That opening scene was a little weird, though. Just felt awkward, felt small. Well, the, the, like added on at the last minute or something. Just didn't. Well, and it was. Had to make something up just to just kind of. Because I'm like, Batman wouldn't use a criminal to do this and then just leave the criminal. I, I, assu I assume that he set it up intentionally uh, with somebody that he knew because he also was talking to Alfred and said Alfred in front of the said criminal. Yeah. All right. There were some issues. I had a lot of issues with some of that scene. So I had to, like, in my head say, you know, he must have. This is somebody who knows. And he's just using to draw this parademon <laughs> out. He's dangling over a rooftop. <laughs> trust me, dude, it's fine. But if you trust me, then the fear won't be real. So don't trust yeah, me. I, that was one of my big issues with the whole movie is in that scene because I started asking myself, how does Batman know that these animal, or that these parademons thrive on fear and like are attracted to fear? How does he know this? Right. Because he's Batman, yeah. Because he's Batman. That's what he would say. <laughs> the scene where Barry Allen is grumbling that Bruce Wayne is sitting in his second favorite chair is the inside joke about Sheldon's spot from the Big Bang Theory. Sheldon is a big fan of The Flash, and The Flash also wears T-shirts with Sheldon's quotes in the TV series The Flash, which I think is hysterical. Huh. When the three DC main heroes, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, make their first public appearance in the film, a part of their theme music from their respective films, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Batman 1989, and Superman 1978, all their cinematic film debut plays. So their scores play. Um, which, by the way, this was all originally going to be done by like some EDM composer with Zack Snyder, 
and Jaws came in and said, nope, going with my buddy Danny Elfman. And Danny Elfman rescored the entire movie in like four weeks. Um, and that's why when Batman first comes on the screen, you get a little Batman and you get a little Superman, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, but because, but I know that stuff, you know, because I'm a score nerd. So like I heard that stuff and I was like, Hey, yay, I love the score. Uh, in the Kryptonian ship base while checking Barry Allen's credentials, the name Wesley ship comes on the screen. John Wesley ship played the original flash in the CBS series. And I wrote that. I had to put that because I've met the man. So there you go. Oh, did you run into him? No, but I did meet him and shook his hands <laughs> and I'm friends with him on Facebook. So it has to be real. Cool. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Um, he was very. Is that the guy that plays the dad on the current Flash TV show? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, he plays Barry's dad. He also played in the show that I was I worked with him on. He played the drunk father trope, and um, he uh, got into a screaming match on set with because he um, directed one of our episodes. But then the next episode we were filming. He came in, did like two takes, and then walked, was going to walk off set and got into a shouting match with the assistant director because the assistant director had not released him. He's like, I got to go do edits for my episode that I directed. And he's like, I don't care. You're, you have to be on set. Big shouting match. And ultimately, John just walked off set. So that was fun. That was a fun day. A uh, little inside baseball there for you. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. Okay. Oh, you have that. Yeah. Top three. We decided to do Ben Affleck movies because we haven't done them yet. At least I don't think we have, unless someone emails me and says we've done those. Um, so we're doing uh, Ben Affleck movies. Uh, Andrew. Okay. Um, honorable mention of Argo. I still mm-hmm. need to see that. Um, number three, Good Will Hunting. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, thanks to Jen, listener Jen, Shakespeare in Love. Oh, yeah. mm. oh I forgot he was in that one. Yeah, he yeah, was good and, that. And I still am sorry that I even doubted you for a moment, Jen, because I did enjoy that movie and I thought it was fun. And number one, and he's not in this movie but for maybe 30 seconds, but I love the film. Days and Confused? Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. I was going to say Days and Confused. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Yeah, I still haven't seen that one either. I really think that of all the DC movies that have been of this newer uh, universe, I like Suicide Squad the best. Okay. Interesting. Sam? All right. Give me three as in Argo. Um, Number two as in – I just had it on my phone here. Good Will Hunting. And then my number one is Dazed and Confused. Okay. Although technically my number one should be Field of Dreams. Because believe it or not, he was a fan at the Fenway Park when they were filming a uh, scene there. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Was he like a child? I mean, he would have been really young, right? In 1989, yeah. So he would have been a kid. Yeah, baseball fan at Fenway Park, uncredited, 1989. Look at that. Yeah, he would have been 89. <laughs> he was born in 70, 72. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right, well, there you go. Cool. Like 14, 15, 17. I can't do math. 
Go ahead, Alan. I really do. I wanted to mention even though it's probably the top of my list of Batman v Superman. Uh, uh, number three would be Goodwill Hunting. Uh, number two would be Gone Girl. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. That's a, it's a, that's a, I, I really enjoyed it. It's got a lot of twists and turns. I mean, number one would be The Accountant. Yeah, The Accountant. The Accountant. It's great. Interesting. I haven't seen, seen that one. I haven't seen that either. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I forgot Gone like Girl was a... Was, uh, Fincher flick. Okay. Uh, my 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 three are some of all fear. Again, I haven't seen that very many, so don't judge me too badly. I've seen. Oh, we judge you. I mean, I've seen Goodwill Hunting, but I don't think of it as a Matt Damon flick. I mean, it is a Matt Damon flick. I don't think it is a Ben Affleck movie. Um, That's stupid. Uh, so I say some of all fears is my number three because I think he was fine in that. Number two, I'm going to get some shit for Don't care. Armageddon. I like that movie, and I think he's fine in it. I like him in that movie. Even when he's uh, traipsing animal crackers. That scene can die in a fiery crash, but otherwise it's a fine movie. Uh, and number my number one is The Accountant. I love The Accountant. It's so good. So good. What, one of the things I like about that movie so much is not just the action scene or the fact that the villain is also the guy what plays the Punisher, but... It's um, it portrays someone with autism as not just a disability. Like my yeah. wife and I watched that together. My wife teaches children with autism, and she was like, "They got it flipping right for once. It's not just this debilitating disease where there needs to be, you know, all these whatever." Like he he you know he's obviously very high functioning, um, but he um, and of course uh, he's got my. Film wife Anna Kendrick in it. She's awesome. So anyway, there you go. Um, I still had my my trio on there from last week. Uh, all right, cool. That's it. That's the show. Thank you so much. Out of ten, this is where we do the out of ten part, where I go over here and click this thing and write in the thing out of ten. Andrew, give us your out of ten. Sir. Oh, I have, a, I have a noise for that. Sorry. Gonna get my phone. Wake it up. Wait, what's supposed to happen? There you go. Out of 10, Andrew. Okay. Like I said, I I enjoyed the movie. I would watch it again, but it's not not my favorite um, in this new DC universe. So I am probably going to go somewhere around 7. Uh, let's say maybe 6.9. Okay. 6.99. Oh, okay. Got it. You sure you don't want to go one more? 6.999. Not there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, not, uh, not quite. So. I'm gonna put uh, Alan's name under Corny's. So, Alan. I uh, again enjoyed it. Would watch it again. Uh, didn't live up to my expectations. Of course, I don't think I ever could have. I'll give it a seven point three. Okay. Sam. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a. <laughs> fairly good flick if there wasn't a marvel universe out there i think i'd really really like it um i'm just happen to be a fan of one over the other um so you know in terms of the there, movie there can be an argument made sam that if the mcu didn't exist this movie wouldn't exist why okay fine um, my, my point the points that we made earlier this movie is almost a knee-jerk reaction to the mcu oh okay well eventually they would have yeah, they, they would have gotten to something like this. Yeah, I'm sure. 
Anyway, um, I'm going to give it a good, it's rewatchable. Give me it a 7.001. Oh, my God. <laughs> Out okay. of 10. All right. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't dislike it all that much. I had a good time with it. I would watch it again. Um, I thought it was, it was fine. It was a good movie. So I, I feel bad being like the lowest here, but I'm not going to be all that much. So I'm going to give it a 6.85, um, which, you know, I think is a pretty good score. And that gives an average vote of 7.035. So, I mean, that's going to put it pretty close to the top third of our movies that we've seen. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, it was, yeah. it was an enjoyable time. I had a good time with it. And, uh, yeah, I'd watch it again, um, but not not this week. Um, when it comes out of Redbox, I'm all flipping over it. Cool. Um, next week, there is no next week, um, meaning there's no show next week. We will um, be off next week. Next week's Christmas. Give us a break, right? I know we did just take last week off, but we're taking next week off Christmas. The week after that, we're back. We're doing the new Star Wars movie. I'm saying it now on air. We're doing the new Star Wars movie. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I think everyone else has already seen it. So set aside a long night to talk about it. It'll be a lot. Yeah. It'll be interesting to, to, to talk about. And, um, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, if you would like to, <clears throat> that was awkward. If you would like to be like <laughs> Alan in sitting here with us, $25 gets you a, a, a seat at the, at the dinner table. GoFundMe.com slash cheap seat reviews. Sam has ridiculed me so much. I'm scared to say anything, but GoFundMe.com <laughs> slash cheap seat reviews. Um, they help pay for, pay for the show, keeps the lights going. And um, uh, so go check that out. Of course, you can also check out all of our other stuff on our website, CheapSeatReviews.com. Including and, Sean's not so giant head. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. But before the intro, the outro music gets too much farther, just a reminder of our 200 episode contest. If you send us an email or tweet, we've already gotten some emails. We got a tweet or two of, of oh, movie cool. requests and um, uh, of, of people wanting us to do particular movies. So this is going to work is uh, a week or two before 200. What we're going to take all the ones that we got. We're going to at random and as best as we can. And whoever wins the at random, that movie we will do. And you're going to win a $25 gift card to a movie theater of your choice. Um, and that's very, very cool. So yeah, you get to punch uh, Sean in the ear. Yeah. You just got to drive to Anderson, South Carolina, and I will let you um, give me a, sorry, Siri. What are you doing? I'll let you give me a high five. That's what, that's what I'll do. I'll give you a high five. Um, that's, oh. not, that's not a euphemism. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'd be curious to know what that euphemism is. I don't know. I just made yeah, it weird. I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, again, if you want to just direct message me on the Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews or on, at Twitter, at Twitter, on Twitter, at Cheap Seat Cats, you can just direct message me or just whatever, how you, however you want to, or email Cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com. However you want me to get the information, just send it to us, and we'll do it. We're, we're really excited for 200. Um, I think most of us are as, 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 as amazed as probably you are, the listener, that we've made it to 200. Um, not that iTunes would kick us off, but the fact that there's still people downloading the show that would predicate us to keep doing this, um, which is kind of how it works. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us. So on behalf 
on metal behalf, the music's still playing. So I'm going to vamp for another 15 seconds and say... Um, By the way, I love the people of Detroit. You oh, guys yeah, are Detroit's awesome. great. Yeah, we, we, we found out we have listeners in Detroit who are a little yeah. miffed at our mistreating <laughs> of their fine city. Um, so, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll be back in Chicago in January. So I'll, maybe I'll take some um, posters and just start... Uh, peppering uh, Chicago with the poster of our, our podcast. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it. So on behalf of Andrew, Sam, and Corny, this is Sean saying, Alan, thank you so much for joining us. Good night.